I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no? Did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. All right, we're back with Oops! The Podcast. This is a very special episode, <laughs> mainly because this is a huge week for one of us. Uh, Julio, my co-host, welcome. Thank you. Welcome Hello. back. Hello. Good Thank to see you, you friend. Uh, you are staring down a major moment in your career. I Yeah, I hope so, dude. I are you nervous? So. No, not really. Uh, let's let's tell them what you're doing. Can you tell them what you're yeah, doing? Yeah, no, I'm doing Netflix thing. Um, as nope, part, that's not enough. Need part more. of an ensemble cast. A Netflix uh, thing is not. I'm. You are. What are you? Come on. What do you got? I, I'm shooting. I'm shooting a stand up for part of like a Netflix ensemble. There we go. Thing. That's awesome. Uh, which is gonna be very exciting. I'm very psyched about it. The only things that I'm nervous about are like logistical things, where it's like like out of nowhere, just like having a cold sore or something or that's a logistical thing to you. <laughs> okay, fine. Maybe not, but, but like, like things that will like the, the performance itself, I'm not worried about. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, dude, I don't know what it is. Like, I just don't have this, like, I don't feel the pressure to compare my stand up to like the best stand up that exists. So like, I don't, I, I'm not that nervous about it. Like if people are like, eh, if people like don't think it was that good, like that, the idea of that doesn't even bother me. Well, now, I think it will be good, but like, yeah, I don't know. That's a very interesting point to me because I would not have necessarily said that what you mentioned is typically a source of uh, fear or, or anxiety for people heading into this. Mm-hmm. To me, it's every time I've ever had anything, which really isn't often, but preparing for a big thing that was going to be taped. I mean, you taped a special. It was your own special. Yeah, That's my, like my fear nightmare. going into that was not how would it compare or how would it be received? It was, I, I don't want to screw up. Right. I don't want to screw up because there's so much at stake here. There's well, a camera crew that's mm-hmm. been hired. I only get two cracks at it. And right. what if there's a heckler? Things like that. Right. So, but the, I mean, it's a controlled environment though. So like they could just kick out the heckler and then continue the show. You know what I mean? Since they're that, that's my only thought on that. I guess that's true, but if you if you flub a joke, that's the kind of thing. Like you get right. the wording wrong, you freeze up, you get you get a a, a dry, itchy mouth. That that kind of mm-hmm. the, the kind of cough that comes every once in a while. Yeah, that's that tickle in your throat. That happened to me last night while I was running my set. Actually, I started. I was doing a little bit of that. And I was like, mm-hmm. dude, what are you doing? <laughs> like I don't know. I didn't know why I was doing that. But to your point, hundred percent. But you literally can be like, I'm going to start that over. Yes, you can. That sucks to do. You don't mm, want to do that. They're on your side, though. Totally. And this has been the case for decades. Think right. of TV studio audiences. Mm-hmm. Anytime you had that laugh track at Seinfeld or Friends or, God, I went to some stupid show with that woman from that show, uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Was it Joan Hart? Yeah. What? She had a show on ABC Family with some other guy. Wasn't Clarissa Explains It All? No, I don't think it was that. The two, I think he was her nanny. He had okay. a shaved head. He was very strong. You went to the live studio had, recording of that? Let me tell you something. <laughs> Dude, what? So when I was a <laughs> senior in college. What the fuck? When I was a senior in college, 
<laughs> There's, uh, what the fuck is the story? Dude? Allow us to take a, a slight detour, yeah. but I do want to get. But this is your day, dude, so it's, not, it's fine. Slight detour here. The scenic route. <laughs> My we, favorite. I, they had this thing at school. We, we all of a sudden came out like from my first three years in college i don't know we'd get two weeks off at christmas but out of nowhere they decided to add more time and create this thing called j term where it was a a month or something in january a month between christmas and the start of the spring semester where you could to you could do like an internship or a job study or research for your thesis i don't even know they added more time for people to kind of explore stuff clear career exploration job applications nice. things like that and i did i applied for a grant and got a funding to go do this thing called they were calling it harvard wood which was pretty corny but it was basically what is the, what's the play on words there hollywood got it and harvard <laughs> i was trying i was like hardwood like the basketball court <laughs> yeah i was i actually didn't okay. no it was like sense. uh for people who were interested in the entertainment industry to go out to la and uh ex- you know get a basically a, a week-long tour with panels yeah. of you know talking to writers rooms agents that's cool casting directors Every aspect, you know, we went we went and saw a soundstage as they were scoring an episode of Family Guy. That's cool. It was really cool. That's cool. There were some parts of it that were incredible. Yeah. Um. I mean, it was like a twenty-five part orchestra that wow. is playing this crazy, you know, music as Peter Griffin and Stewie are like throwing up on each other or something. Dude, that's insane. Which I mean, it was amazing to think about how much goes into an episode of this cartoon, basically. That's fucked up. There's like a full symphony. He's like, hey, Lois. Yeah. Dude, that's fucking yeah, And they nuts. had to run it a bunch of times, you Jesus. know. But it, it also opens your eyes to how much I know. the entertainment industry provides work for so many different people, whether it's caterers or makeup artists or, you know, or orchestral musicians. Yeah. Um, Dude, you, I'll never forget, like, remember forgetting Sarah Marshall when he he's, like, scoring shit? Yeah, yeah. God, that movie's good. Yeah, it is. Okay, sorry, continue. I always thought that that was something, a job that I could have tried to do. Yeah, I feel like you could have totally. The Playing the music yeah. and making mm. up the music for, like, CSI. <laughs> anyway, so, we you know, we were being bussed around and doing all this crap. And uh, why did I bring this up? Because you went to see the, ta- the live taping of Melissa Joan Hart. Yeah, that was one of the thi- the stops for us. And we had to go and, you know, it was some dumb show on the ABC Family. Look up and see what her show was all on ABC Family. Melissa Joan Hart, ABC Family. Terrible show. I think, I think she... So these were all, you were kind of like going around all the different lots and... Yeah. All, yeah. yeah, we went, we got a tour of like the... And you know Fox Studios yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, that's it. Melissa and Joey. Melissa that's what it was called. Joey. Yeah, love it. You know it's not going to be great when um, <laughs> it's an eponymously named show after two actors that don't necessarily deserve an eponymously named show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you hate to say it. Even <laughs> in like the Kanye doc, they were like showing these rappers who were supposed to be the guy, and they just mm-hmm. like it just didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough out there, dude. Yeah, guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, "If you're thinking about starting a podcast, 
I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell anchor anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. Did I ever tell you my like story? I, I tested... Uh, for a network TV show. It actually ended up coming out. It was called Forever. It's like, it did 20 episodes. It was like Judd Hirsch and fucking, yeah, exactly. Uh, but it, it doesn't, no, it, it wasn't like a hit show by any means. But the pay still for those shows is like, is wild. Really? You, yeah, you sign your contract before you, when you go through like the quote testing process, as you know. Yes. But so the pay was outrageous. It was like, I would have made, you know, half a million dollars or something. For season one? uh yeah as just as a principle yep and and this is like the wow that my, is really good i know and my had only quote i think i'd only tested for one other thing so like your quote goes up a little bit each time but like mm-hmm. not much so i was making like the baseline amount right yeah so i get there and dude it was the most bizarre process so the way it works i guess once you're down to this part of the process there's usually three people in there who are like quote testing for this part and these are for like the parts that aren't just like given to john krasinski mm-hmm. you know what i mean like right. these are for like the other part the other main characters uh, so it was me and these two other guys where we were supposed to be a nurse. So I like dressed like a nurse, which like there's schools of thought that say that it's bad to be like extra like that. Mm-hmm. But in the same token, I, I have found it sometimes to be a little helpful. Like a, like a slutty nurse or no, not a slutty nurse, a normal nurse. I'm not going to lie. That's what I was picturing there. <laughs> but dude, I'll never forget this. So the, one of the, the, one of the guys who was supposed to test with me shows up dressed normal and he goes, Oh shit. He sees me. He goes, Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> and he was wearing like he was just wearing normal clothes a, a, and dude you know who this guy is his name's utkarsh he's like this famous guy apparently i don't know why he's this famous guy but he'll like be randomly performing at award shows and i'm like is the industry just like forcing this guy down our throats or yeah or is he somebody chris are you finding him u-t-k-a-r-s-h i'll Ut- tell you what there's Utkarsh. a guy who could have had a show eponymously named after him just based on the show alone and the name i know alone. i know it's a good name yeah he's known for his film roles including pitch perfect blind spotting Brit- Brittany runs a marathon the broken hearts gallery free guy i've heard of free guy and pitch perfect i don't know the i think ones. i know wait 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 wait. show me him is is he in from pitch perfect is he the love interest of uh anna kendrick no he's not <laughs> okay all right so, I, I got a i got a glimpse so dude he sits down and dude, he looks at me he goes which one is this again wow and i was like that's a big flex i was like is this a is he like mind fucking me but i think he actually like was is just such a hot shot that he was testing every day or something yeah and he just didn't even remember and then he goes oh shit and looks at his watch and leaves huh. and then he just never came back so i did the director <laughs> session <laughs> Dude, it's crazy. You do the director, lunatic, and then I'm I'm ready. I'm about to go do the network thing, uh, like for the producers or whatever. And the lady comes out. She's like, "Hey, so uh, that other guy who was here, he actually booked something while he was sitting here. So now we don't have anyone else to test you again, and they don't usually like to do that. So yeah, and I was like, Wait. what? So they just sent me back to New York, and then my agent calls me two days later, and they were like." Hey, yeah, sorry, you didn't get it because you like couldn't test against other people. And then my agent never talked to me again. 
never talked to me again. I'm not even kidding. Never spoke to me again. Dude, it was the most fucked up thing ever. <laughs> Can you believe it? This is like in 2015, dude. Or 2014, dude. Isn't that crazy? It, it, it reminds me of, still to this day, one of my favorite moments we've ever had on the podcast. When you were telling me the story about that other comedian we know. I forget which who's one. Who's crazy, and you were in the car together, and he was like, let me call my agent really oh. quick. <laughs> Never call and he here called again. the agent, and the guy was like, we don't want to hear from you. Don't call us again. Never call and here again. And he hangs up, and he turned to you, and he goes, what the fuck was that? <laughs> dude, it's one of the funniest. Can you believe that shit, dude, or what, what did he say? Fuck? He goes, what the fuck was that? Dude, it was so funny, dude. It was insane, but dude, <laughs> the different. I would argue that those stories are the opposite stories. Yeah, they're though, kind but equally of equally funny. Yeah, they're kind of I don't know the contrapositive yeah, totally. of each other somehow. Dude, a hundred percent. That's funny though, man. Super scarring experience. Uh, wow, I, that doesn't make sense to me that <laughs> you would have gotten a screen test like that off of a self tape. And yeah, and then and then that would have been the end of the road with your agent. Actors who get screen tests are doing are so far down the road of that process. Yeah, dude, I don't know what happened. Like I don't know what the pivot was. Like I wish I wish there was a world where it was acceptable to just like throw agents under the bus. For some reason it's just like bad form to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know why. I can't put my finger on why, but it does anytime I see someone doing it I'm like, "Uh." Eh. Yeah. So I'm not going to do that. You, you know what? You know what gives me a little bit of comfort sometimes when I think about that? I mean, I've just been rejected for so many oh, yeah. damn things that I've auditioned for. But I watched recently, it was a compilation of actors who had auditioned for The Office. And the amount of beyond belief successful famous actors who were not cast in the show. Crazy. Bob Odenkirk. Wow. Audition for Michael. Um, Seth Rogen, I think, auditioned for Dwight. I mean, I can't remember all the names, but if you watch it, it is a who's who of of success people. And it's it's a pretty good testament to, uh, uh, to the idea of like fame, overnight fame. Like these guys have been at it for a while. Mm -hmm. Guy like Bob Odenkirk, like think about how big he is now, but he was at, he was out there grinding. And it it also speaks to, you know, the fact that John Krasinski beat people out, and so did Jenna Fisher, when they were relatively unknowns. Totally. I guess gives you some hope that maybe you can win roles even when you're auditioning against bigger people. people. That said, it's entirely possible that Seth Rogen didn't get rejected for the role, but rather was cast in, you know... Couldn't agree to the terms. Or fucking Pineapple Express, or like had to do any number of his enormously successful things that took him away from it. But um, why did we? What were we talking about? Me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, to finish the the reason why I mentioned the Melissa and Joey thing oh, yeah. was because when you say it's a little corny or whatever to to say, guys, I screwed up that joke. I'm going to take it from the top. Those shows, when when we watched that horrible show uh, live, they would do the scene four or five times. And the writing team would be there on set just being like, ah, we're going to change this word. We're going to tweak mm. it. We're going to do it this way differently. 
and they have a warm up comedian for the audience. Yeah, well, that's to a basically tough job, be dude. them like, be like, all right, guys, we're gonna do that scene again. You gotta laugh as though you've never seen it. Yeah, yeah. and everybody in that stupid studio. I don't care if you're from Orlando and you're deeply enchanted by being in Hollywood by the fourth time of watching one of these stupid scenes. Yeah. You're fake laughing. Yeah. You are. Yeah. Dude, totally. Dude, I'm rocking my rule of threads tee right now. I had a feeling you were. What a great t-shirt, man. It's such a good tee. It's the perfect weight, perfect fit. It's well-structured, makes you look good, Thank slimming. You. Thank you. And you're looking pretty pretty good. Thank you. Thank you. Know, you. You've been doing some uh, some toning? I've been doing a little bit of, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, the rule of threads definitely helps. I'm wearing uh, I'm wearing the lovely joggers. These are the black joggers. Yeah, me too, man. I got I, head to toe on right now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this shit's great. It's so good. Uh, the men's apparel basics. Everything you need to just look good and feel comfortable, but not look like a schlubby loser. <laughs> uh, rule of threads has you covered. They've got tees. They've got Henleys. They've got joggers. Pretty much, they've got hoodies polos. coming out soon. Polo, coming out. The polos are nice. They're sick. Yeah. They're perfect for golf. I was wearing one yeah. the other day. Dude, that's what I was going to say. Like, it really, like, you can work out in these clothes. Yeah, too. absolutely. Like, these t-shirts, they're honestly, like, if there's a day where, like, it's, it's a pain in the ass for you to, like, carry around gym clothes, this can be, like, your shirt for your meeting and for working out. Boom. Boom. Uh, dude, this stuff is amazing. It's clean, simple, premium menswear basics, dude. That's it. That's all it is. Couldn't have said it better myself. So go to ruleofthreads.com. Use promo code OOPS20 for 20% off. That's right. That's a big discount, dude. Ruleofthreads.com. Promo code OOPS20. Big chunky. That's a chunky chunky monkey right there. (laughs) Especially for like apparel. Yeah. That's pretty solid. Guys, you can get everything that you need for the season. Uh And this shirt will always fit you exactly the same way. It's made in the exact same way every single time. So you don't have to be chasing the dragon. Go to ruleofthreads.com right now. OOPS20 for 20% off. You won't regret it. I used to, you know, I used to do a warm up gig. Is that right? Yeah. So, okay. I want to give you guys a little background on this. So, the warm up person, if you've never gone to one of these live events, it's a thing. It's like a comedian will do it. For some reason, it's it's not a job. It's not like a like a highly. It is a highly sought after job. But what's the? It's not like an illustrious position mm-hmm. for some reason. And I'm not like, and I'm in no way like shitting on my peers who do this because it's a great job. You get benefits. You get health insurance, like mm. you get all your sat. Like it's a really good paying job, but for some reason, like the com, like the community of comedy, frowns, do- frowns doesn't on it. Give it its, it yeah. doesn't give it as much as it deserves. Maybe. It's sort of in 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 step with like performing on cruise ships, probably. No, it's got to be. Uh, I wonder. So this is the thing: when you're doing like cruise ship stuff, you're not really subjected to scorn because no one knows you're doing it. For some reason, when when you're doing warm up gigs, you're like getting paid well, whatever. But you're like bottom of the totem pole, and like there's other comedians like working the show for real, and uh-huh. then there's like the warm up guys. So you kind of just like rank lower. It's almost like being the poorest in a group of people with a lot of money versus the cruise ship person who is yeah isn't comparing something. You're else. the the bathroom attendant at the plaza. Exactly. Kind of, that's yeah, that's fucked up. Sorry to anybody who does that. But I listen, I've done it too. No, I just feel bad <laughs> shitting on comedians like that, dude. No. Not yeah. to, you know what I mean? Whatever. But I've done it. And dude, it's a crazy gig. I used to do it for infomercials. And they would bust these like women, predominantly women in. From, Wait a minute. Infomercials? Yeah. What like, are you talking about? You'd be about? selling like a hair dryer. And they needed warm up comic. Are and you, you need, talking about like QVC and yes, stuff? Type of thing. It wasn't exactly QVC. So those shows have a live audience? Yeah. And they have warm up people, bro. 
And dude, they make you come in and out every time they change the product. You're doing like 75 minutes of time. Holy smokes. And you make like five, 600 bucks for the day, which at the time, you know, was more than I'd ever gotten paid doing comedy. I was probably doing this in like 2011. Yeah, but that's a grind. 2012, yeah. So I only did a couple of times. Like Ricky used to do it uh, every once in a while. And then Zach McGovern would do it. And a couple of times he couldn't make it and I filled in for him. Wow. Uh, And dude, it was crazy. They would bust these women in and they would feed them all Red Bull, dude. (laughs) And donuts. Red Bull and donuts. Dude, it was fucked up. And then they'd go in there and they'd be like, you want to know how to be beautiful? And everyone's like, yeah. And it's like, dude, you just fed them a bunch of donuts, dude. <laughs> this is so, this is so fucked up. Like, you know what I mean? I'm just saying like, eat, eat whatever you want, but like eating, like feeding someone donuts is like without a doubt counterproductive with whatever narrative you're selling. I see these women, I'm picturing these women on just like 12 Red Bulls, just like, <laughs> yeah. fuck yeah, dude, we want to be beautiful. Dude, it was crazy. Start eating each other. <laughs> I have the distinct impression of people preparing ducks for foie gras, just blasting cornmeal down their gullets to fatten up their livers. But I was trying to think more about it, and I kind of get the allure. Like, you're from a place where there's not a lot happening. They will literally bus you in for free. Yeah. They probably give you a hundred bucks or something. Mm-hmm. You get free Red Bull and donuts and <laughs> meals and whatever. And then they probably give you a little goodie bag. You know what I mean? Like, Dude, at sporting events, I used to go to every single tent to get the free stuff. Mm-hmm. A pencil. I'd be, I'd have my bag of free stupid shit, like <laughs> the squeeze balls. Yeah, totally. Like all that, like like post-it notes. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, look at all this stuff. Dude. I, this I remember. Sick. Hey, listen, I when I was, I remember I used to go to like my sister's, you know, travel soccer friggin' tournaments. Oh, sick. And there'd be a, a tent that was doing a raffle. You know, it was always Snickers was always sponsoring <laughs> youth soccer. And there'd be some guy in a microphone and you'd get a bunch of tickets and he'd be like, all right, our next giveaway, number 862B1375. And you'd look at your tickets. You'd have like all these tickets. You'd be like, ah, it's not me. And no one would respond. You'd be like, they're not here. They're gone. <laughs> Do it again. Another one. They're not coming. They left. I saw, I actually saw them leave. I saw them leave with their mom. They got, they hurt their ankle in the game. And there'd be a whole a gaggle of kids leaning over, being like, no one's here. No one's here. They're not here. They're not here. Move on to the Do next ticket. <laughs> Dude, the thing that was frustrating about that too, the spool of raffle tickets, they would have all the same numbers. The first like six numbers are the same. Yeah. But you don't realize like, that there, until like the fourth there. time. You're like, oh, it's like, Three and you're like, and then just the last numbers on you're like, oh, uh, yeah, dude, it's so funny. And yeah. all you win is like a mini Snickers, yeah, yeah exactly. Like They'd the be giving away ever. a tiny little <laughs> soccer ball that had Snickers branding on it. It's like nine dollars. <laughs> I mean, you know, I say that that's a lot of. I had to. <laughs> The fact that I was getting paid a dollar a weekend to feed Lydia Schroeder's cats. <laughs> that's nine weekends of cat feeding Slave for me labor. to get that ball. That had a lot of value to me. <laughs> that's nonsense. Oh, my God. They fucked you. Dude, it is funny, though. Being a kid is like what living in communism is like. Sure. Because you just have no access to money. So, like, yeah. all goods have value. You're like, yeah. oh, this tiny Snickers. Thank you so much. Great leader. Yeah. <laughs> you Mom. know, listen, dude, we I've had conversations with Sierra recently where we've talked about like uh, how to instill the value of money to our children. And she's like, well, I don't want them thinking, you know, that blah, 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 this. And I'm like, 
I don't necessarily know that I want them to feel the pain of like desperately trying to seek Lydia Schroeder's cat money. <laughs> like I don't know that the other side of the coin is correct either. I don't want them to feel right. the pain of Mao's glorious revolution, you know. <laughs> Where the, the farmers had to give so much of their crops to the state that they were starving to death. I don't want my children to be <laughs> emaciated and suffering from rickets. Anyway. Dude, apparently he never smiled because his teeth were so fucked up. Is that right? I think I, I think so. And then and then I started realizing that maybe that's why like no one ever smiled in pictures. Like, oh, and I also like sm- this is the other thing too I've noticed recently. Like when you smile a lot as you get older, it makes your face look wrinklier. Uh, so maybe yep. you're self conscious about that too. Ah, I don't fucking know. This was a, that was a really quick shift. No, I I know I know. <laughs> I think Ashley once told me that men who age with wrinkles actually look good. And ever since she told me that, I've uh, I've embraced the lines of my face. You don't have a liney face, do you? I have a liney face. Uh, eh, I gotta, I'm squinty and I am. Eh. I, 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 they, they come out. I look like a, the inside of an oak tree. I have crazy crow's feet, dude. Yeah. I don't give a fuck though. But when you're smiling, that's supposed to happen. Yeah. Dude, I'm gonna, no, I don't care, dude. I saw Diane Keaton walking down the street. No work done on her face, wearing a flat brim hat that said dope in capital letters. I was like, that is goals, bro. Yeah, that's that cool. That is sick. How do you know she hasn't had any work done? She, she supposedly has not had any work done. But like, who knows? Maybe that's how good the work that has been done is. There you go. We think there's been no work done. There you go. I'm not against like getting work done, to be honest. No. Eventually. No. I get a little bow teasy. A little wheek, wheek. I just <laughs> don't know that I care. Bo-tizzle? we've talked about this before I, I i think that as comedians we are granted the benefit of being able to age stupidly <laughs> you know guess, it yeah. adds to that's our funny. funniness that's funny i guess you're right. it's fine to look like shit dude i don't know if you saw my instagram story the other day but i it was saturday morning i was doing my two favorite things i did playing zelda and drinking hangover. I saw that. It looked like your happy place. I, I even wrote my loves, which I thought was pretty good. <laughs> what flavor were you drinking? I was drinking the wake. The wake, yeah. Um, but you going? I've been hammering the the essential and the wake. I've been drinking multiple a day. Goodness. Uh, and there's no side effects to that since I am the perfect text to baby for it. I've Absolutely. been drinking more than two a day. I'm not even joking. It's a delicious drink. I highly recommend putting it over a very large block of ice. If you have those kind of like whiskey ice cubes, I suggest using that for these. And these are just great. They're a great, healthy drink. Uh, They're very good for hangovers, but I came for the hangover remedy and I stayed for the taste. Wow. I'm not even joking. I'm out of them now, and I'm. Uh, I just texted the guy asking for more because I need them immediately. Yeah, we need we need all the hangovers we can get. Uh, Julio loves the wake. It's got lemon and cayenne and blood orange and mm. L-thionine, theanine. It's delicious. Uh, all the good stuff you need to sort of get your brain and body back to speed after a night of drinking, or to just have uh, casually as you play around a Zelda. Oh yeah, by yourself. Casually or intensely. Either yeah, way, the sure. Hangobi's good for it. Uh, um, go to hangobi.com. That's H-A-N-G-O-B-I.com. Use promo, promo code, code oops, I'm hung. Oops, I'm hung. O-O-P-S-I-M-H-U-N-G. Yeah. Um, and you will get 10% off of your order. They're really delicious. Absolutely. Go there now. Get a case. Enjoy. Tell us how you like it. 
Um, all right. Wait, we got to go back. We got to go back. We've jumped around a lot. This is another this is good, classic good jumping. hair-brained uh, leapfrogging episode. It's good to do it. Back to you, which is all the way back to your Netflix taping. Mm-hmm. You taking jokes again, screwing them up. I think that's oh, yeah. totally fine. Yeah. And you get two cracks at it, correct? Yes. Two shows? Two shows. And, you know, listen, the sets are not that long. Um, now, granted... I'm not like diminishing anything. It's just, you know, I I've seen people prepare for our specials, you know, like you're like you or just like other friends and stuff. And like, that is such a monumental task. This was definitely much more manageable as far from a content perspective. I feel pretty comfortable with the set. I think knock on wood, famous last words. Uh, but I'm just like worried about something out of my control happening. Like some kind of out of nowhere. There's an insane COVID. I know it's, we're, we're taping in three days, but like, yeah. like things that are out of my control essentially let's um let's are you what what day do you tape friday and are you flying on thursday no wednesday uh smart going a little early um staying at the addition for a night treating myself wow you bad boy I'm a bad boy yes you I'm are a bad boy uh-huh <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> the dog uh, coming out with you. The dog's out there. Oh, dude. she's out there. Uh-huh. She gonna stay at the addition with you? She she's gonna stay with me the whole time. Yeah, and then then we're staying elsewhere for the next four nights. Also somewhere somewhere good. Uh, I guess it doesn't matter. I can. Are say. you gonna do that thing that high school football players do, where you tell her no hanky panky? I need to be. <laughs> no, I want to be seething that. at the mouth. I'm not. No, no, I'm not gonna do. But for this performance, I don't believe in that. No, I don't uh, think that would. I think that would be counterintuitive. Yeah, I, do I don't want that. you like one of those donut-fed Red Bull greased <laughs> women at your show. You know, yeah, dude, totally. frothing. So once I find out what the deal is with COVID testing and shit, I'm gonna. I you know I want to hit some hikes. I have a couple of hikes that I love out there, and I have just a couple of things that I love doing out there, dude. I love hitting Wee Spa, you know, the Korean spa. Uh, I don't, but okay. I've th- I've mentioned it probably many episodes ago, but. I love the Korean spa. I fucking For some love reason it. when you said we spa, I just p- pictured like the a WeWork place that had a spa. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's funny. No, it's W I. Okay. Yeah. Dude, it's the best. Uh and then, you know, hit up I haven't been to LA since fall of twenty twenty. Last year is actually the first year I didn't go to LA in a decade. So like it's wow. been a minute. I'm excited to get back out there, do the shit I like to do, try to see people. Um Will you jump on a show before yours? So I have one booked on Thursday. I don't, I think I'm going to cancel. Where is it at? Uh, it's in Culver City. And a very good friend put me on, so I need to probably call him today. Um, but I've done it before. It's like bar showy. It's still good and people expect the show, but I don't want to like, I have a proper spot tonight. And if it goes decent, I'm going to probably hang it up for a couple of days mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and go in fresh because yeah. I don't want to like have a bad set and doubt, <laughs> Dude, and doubt it. The night before my, uh, uh, my special... So uh, fortunately, um, I the Providence uh, Comedy Connection knew that I was going up to Boston to tape on Friday, and they were like, "Listen, if you want to run the show on a when on Wednesday, we'll have you." Sweet. And I got to run my hour. I think I did two shows on Wednesday, which felt great. But then on Thursday, uh, I was in Boston, and I felt like I had to do another set. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Just didn't want to lose the heartbeat, and I did some really crummy basement of a sort of Thai restaurant show in Brookline, and God, I wanted to make sure that I got to sleep at a decent time, and so I think I took an edible 
on the way to the show. Oh my god! Knowing that I would do my set and then be off stage, and then it would kick in. Oh! But sure enough, I got oh, to the yeah. show, and they were like, "Ah, oh, we had a couple people that I need to go up before you." Oh no! If that's dude. all right, and I was like, "Oh boy." <laughs> Dude, that's like Navy SEAL training, bro. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. You take an edible to run your hour the night before. No, your I wasn't running my hour. I was just doing 10 minutes. Okay. But I was working on a, on a little chunk that I just Got wanted it. one more ironing through. Totally. And so fortunately, like, again, I didn't care about the spot. Even if I had bombed, I wouldn't have cared. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, I got on stage. I took the mic and it was as if. The lights hitting me in the face were what lit the match that sent the edible coursing through my veins. Oh, God, dude. And I immediately started. I just, I think I came out immediately and told everyone. I was like, you know, I thought I was going to go earlier on this show. I took an edible. It's, it's working. So uh, <laughs> here we go. And they were laughing and they were oh, on board. Right. The funniest part was. <laughs> that's what you have to do that. When you're too yeah, high, yeah. If it's by accident, you need to let them know. Yeah, and and for the record, I never perform high. Um, I can't. I have no interest in it. But I, I knew I was going to be super stressed, and I wanted to go to bed as soon as I got back from that spot. Mm-hmm. But anyway, well, dude, performing high. This is funny. One time, a guy gave me a mushroom microdose, and I was like, "Oh, dope!" I took it, and then he's like, "Oh, dude, my bad. That was weed." Like, and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, it's such a different thing. Like, a mushroom microdose, you barely feel it. Weed, you're just, and like five minutes later, I'm ripped, dude. Five minutes? No, no. So, so like, I had taken it a half hour went by, 40 minutes went by. I'm going on stage in 15 minutes, and the guy tells me, and then it hits me. And I go on stage, I'm like, yo, I'm so fucking high, but it's not my fault. Yeah. And like, I explained it, and it was fine. I can perform high sometimes, but I need to like, do it during a like a teeny tiny window. Mm-hmm. I have like a literal twenty minute window before I just start being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and like and like ha- lose all my charisma and everything about my personality that makes me somebody who can do what I do. Yeah. It's all gone. <laughs> it's me without any of my personality. Essentially, <laughs> I'm just like a fucking silhouette of myself, dude. Uh. It's crazy, uh, dude. I really love eating cereal. I mean, <laughs> who doesn't? <laughs> Who doesn't? I, I, it's so good. I, if I didn't have Magic Spoon, I don't know that I would because other cereals are so full of sugar that it would cause me to crash. Right. But Magic Spoon has given me that joy of delicious cereal without the crash. Right. And also as an adult, you kind of realize that like cereal wasn't necessarily healthy. Correct. You're taught that it's like, oh, you need fuel or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's like, all right. Yeah. This, this Oh, isn't. this box that has <laughs> dancing toucans on it. <laughs> Isn't somehow good for me? You mean you mean the fact that I it came with a t-shirt? It's not gonna be helping me out. That's insane. <laughs> These 3D goggles that I just unfolded to find the hidden tr- tr- treasures in the forest on the back on of the, the box. back of the box. You're telling oh. me this isn't healthy? <laughs> dude, that's crazy. That's so funny, um, dude. Magic spoon is healthy you know it kind of like takes all the little it's still fun too you know what i mean it's like yeah. a fun box it's fun it's a good time it's fun uh but it's not gonna make you feel guilty zero grams of sugar 13 14 grams of protein and only four net grams of carbs in each serving uh note that enough flavor does have one gram of sugar just just throwing it out there yeah careful plus 140 calories per serving 
That's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and low-carb, and you can build your own box. Available flavors uh, to build your very own custom bundle are Cocoa Fruity Frosted Peanut Butter Cookies and Cream Maple Waffle, Blueberry, uh, blueberry Cinnamon, plus the newly reformulated Honey Nut Flavor that will, now, that will now be added to Magic Spoon's permanent collection. Love seeing that collection grow. Uh, we love this stuff. Uh, go to magicspoon.com slash oops to grab a custom bundle of cereal. Be sure to use our promo code oops at checkout to save $5 off your order. Remember, get your, your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal, magicspoon.com slash oops. Use the code oops to save $5 off. Okay, so you've got this big night. Now, you know, you're going to have a good time in L.A. Uh, you guys got some parties planned for after? Dude, I don't know. And I I'm, bet there's going to be something so fun. So I'm kind of like... I'm sort of just like ready to roll with the punches on that one. Like I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if stuff kind of pops up last minute or there's like a pivot mm-hmm. uh, from the original plan. And that pivot will be something that I likely should do. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Um, <laughs> you know, like we'll, we'll, we'll be supposed to have gone, we'll supposed to be going to some party and then, you know, the boss man will be like, we're not doing that. We're going here. And we'll be like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like That's we cool. are all sort of like his loyal subjects. Of course. Especially on a weekend like this. where well, we're His name is on the show here. Yeah. Totally. Uh, now, are you going to have a drink beforehand? I, I think I'm going to do the first show without it. I'm going to do the second show. Probably have two. Two. Nice. The second one. What kind of drinks? Negronis, if they're available. I don't, I doubt they will be. So if there's tequila back there, so maybe have some lime. If there's some lime shards yeah, around, yeah, pretty low maintenance. I'll put a lime in my pocket. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'll be ready to go. You don't have a dull knife, do you? If you have a sharp one, those won't be the those shards I like. I, I like the edges to be very ruffled. Yeah, I don't think that's the right word. Um, maybe, it depends. Maybe maybe I'll if I don't drink between now and then, I'll probably just have one. If I do, I'll mm-hmm. have two. I think. The first drink that you have once you've come off stage after your second set will be the tastiest drink that you've had in a long time. You think so? I hope so, man. I think it will be. I'm really excited, man. This is like a big, it's a big deal for me. Um, it's, it's a big deal for all of us. It would be fun. Dude, it's just one of those things where you're like, I may never get to do that. And that's okay. I'll do other cool stuff. You know what I mean? But I think that's one way to look at it. Another Especially way as time to, goes on. Another way to look at it is that when you started this career, you didn't know if you would ever be able to get to do it, and you are doing it. No, totally. And this is actually crazy, too. This didn't even really exist. Um, I'm trying to line up the timelines, but I don't even know if streaming was even really a thing yeah, when I started Netflix this. Yeah, Netflix was renting, you know, crazy. sending you DVDs, yeah, which dude. you had to send back, like, library books. Totally. <laughs> um, and... And uh, yeah, so I don't know, but some version of like performing on some sort of highly regarded TV network uh, for comedy or whatever was sure. always sort of like the dream. And I've done some sort of like low level ones, but nothing ever like this. So mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm pretty excited. Mm-hmm. And it's fun to do it. If it's going to be an umbrella, like underneath an umbrella with like a few different people, it's also fun to get to do it with like somebody who's really popping and who like. His name has a ton of steam. Like these shows have been sold out forever. And it's just so fun to be caught up in his gust. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, that's great. Yeah. Well, we wish you Godspeed, Thanks, dear man. friend. Thank you. And our, our rooting for you. I wish there were a way for us to sort of uh, to watch. 
Yeah, in a couple of months, it'll be on Netflix. <laughs> there you go. There you go. On Netflix proper? Mm-hmm. I thought you said it was only going to be online. No, I didn't. Where did I get that from? Maybe from like the Comedy Central specials that were only online. This is going to be properly, I on go Netflix. into my Netflix Correct. on my smart TV, in and I can type in Julio, and this will come up. Yes. Buddy. That's cool, right? That is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. When I when I look up Francis on Netflix, they're like, sorry, you must have searched the wrong thing. (laughs) Or they like send me towards like the great British bake off or something. It's a good show, dude. Yeah. Um well dude, one last thing I want to add about the preparation process of this that I think people might be interested by. It's amazing how every set sort of dictates your level of confidence with it. So like I did the shows in Denver. I was like, I am ready. That place, that place is fucking amazing. Then I get back to the city. I have a couple that are like, okay. And then I'm like, eh. and then I do another one that like I thought should have been good and it was solid, but it wasn't amazing. And then like the one I did last night was, was awesome. You know, I went, I actually went after one of the other guys who's on the show. He did very, very well. I was like, okay, I will need to, I'll see where I'm at by this. And I like, you know, had the same level of set. Um, at least you know on that show and felt really really good feeling good right now and i have one more tonight we'll see how that goes awesome ready to rock you're in good shape pal you're as ready as you'll ever be yeah you may be right are you uh are you flying uh anything special out there oh dude fucking delta one baby you got delta one oh yeah did you pay for that Oh my god, dude! <laughs> Are you joking me? I've never actually flown Delta, buddy. Though. So I, I sick. I just booked uh, my flights to Seattle. I'll be in Seattle May sixth to the eighth uh, at Laugh Seattle. You can get tickets to that at FrancisEllis.com. What airline? Flying Delta. Oh, sick! Now, on the way out there, I you know I I was looking at my flights. It's a long flight to yeah. Seattle. It's six hours. No joke. And I was thinking, boy, you know, I, I could really use a treat. <laughs> I could use a treat. I could use a nice, uh, comfortable seat. Something something better uh, than my typical economy bullshit. Uh, especially on this super long flight, you know. But I looked at the Delta One and it was, it went from like $400 round trip. On Delta One? No, no. Uh regular okay to i mean just going to delta one just for that one leg to go out there Mm -hmm. was an extra 1500 yeah dude it's so annoying how much of a jump it is out of out of bounds i mean then then i would come home from the weekend with basically no money yeah and i can't do that can't do it uh so i'm sitting like a shithead i'm gonna be i'm gonna have back sweat rolling down the the, you know crack between my back muscles into my butt crack i'm gonna get kneed in the back by some (laughs) petulant child behind me i'll be dealing with the window shades going up and down but dude isn't it fun no it is fun dude no it's not not when you fly all the time i have been on i I fly all the time i have been on more flights recently than ever in my life this is the been, most I've been, been flying. It. I'm pissed about it. <laughs> <laughs> you've been killing it. I man. am at the airport constantly. Um, so wait, so the uh, Seattle, have you been to Seattle? Once. It's great. It's a great city. It's really fucking, that is the city that surprised me the most of I think any city I've been to in America. It's of, cool. Of how impressive I thought it was. Yeah. 
sick. Will you? Um, are you? Would you bring me back some weed from L.A.? I'm like scared. Oh, uh, okay, that's fine. I can like mail it. Oh, you would do that? Yeah. Can I just put like a bullshit return address? You can just put it in your. Are you you carrying on? I'm carrying on. Yeah, dude. A friend of mine recently brought back like full blown ounces of, in his carry on, and they don't give a shit. The New York airport said full blown. They were we like, we don't that. care. I'm still scared, dude. Yeah, forget it. I don't want to put you. Uh, I don't want that on your mind. I mean, it's selfish, but you know. Even though I haven't been sleeping well, my mornings actually do tend to turn the day around thanks to the athletic greens that I start my day with. Very solid. It's such a good, you know, way to make yourself feel like you're doing good things for your body and for your life and your soul. Uh, I love my AG1 formula. You know, I just yep. throw a little of that into my lovely clean mixer and uh, shake it up. I like it nice and frothy and foamy, like I'm drinking the sea. And the sea that you love so much. Yeah, and then I throw it back, and I'm off. I'm off to the races, baby. Yeah, indeed. I wonder where you'd be at without it, because it's known to support better sleep quality and recovery. Sports metal, mental clarity and alertness, keeping you cooking, which I love. Mm. Uh, and dude, tons of people take some kind of multivitamin. But it's just important to take one with high quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. And AG1 is just like a small micro habit with massive benefits. One thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash oops. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash oops. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I have a, but I, speaking of flying, I have an amazing uh, story for you, as always, a flight story. Awesome. So we're coming back. We were in Nashville. I want to hear about the weekend, too. Yeah, we were in Nashville for the weekend uh, at a friend's wedding. Great wedding. Lowest ask wedding that I've been to. Awesome. The least amount of uh, obligations. Yeah. Flew in Friday night, got in there early evening, went straight to the hotel. Nashville, as a city, is a city where, due to its exploding growth, you can see the money that is coming in. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is, I went to Nashville a year or two ago, and then I went again this weekend. The highway from the airport to the city, it's only a 15-minute drive, is brand new paved mm. the uh the the dividers the cement dividers and the walls are brand new it is gleaming it yeah. is spotless it looks as if they've added lanes mm-hmm. to mitigate traffic which is what growing cities should do mm-hmm. um it was smooth it uh, you know everything about it just spoke of a city that is reinvesting its growth into itself which i admire because you look at New York City and you drive from JFK to or LaGuardia to the city, you are very likely to have a tire explode, <laughs> which has happened to me. The number of full blown car ruining <laughs> potholes on the Long Island Expressway or the Brooklyn Queens Expressway, you just ask yourself, where is this tax money going? Mm-hmm. You know, are they, because are, I know it's not going to Rikers. I know mm-hmm. it's not going to the prison system. I know it's got not going to the MTA. You know what what's happening here? So anyway, um, 
Nashville, uh, I will say, uh, as a city, I, I admire what they're doing there. The, the restaurant scene is exploding. That said, that said, it's too much of a circus. But are you talking about like the Broadway situation? You can't avoid it. Dude, so it's. I would argue that the Broadway nightlife scene is the craziest non-occasion I've ever been to. It's like that for no reason. Agreed. It's which is wild. It's cr- nobody it's- won a game. Nothing happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nobody became president. It's just like that every day. It's it, fucking dude, it's madness. like that Monday night, Tuesday madness. night, Wednesday night. So fun. Though, we, man. I mean, it's fun. It's fun to do like one night. And I know when you go for a wedding, you go do that one night, and like it's as if you combined. Like the hysteria of a crappy beach town's boardwalk theme park with the Vegas Strip with, yeah. you know. It's like the most wasted Southerners you've ever seen in your life. Piles like the of drunkest puke, people ever. Dead dogs with flies buzzing around. It's you know, it's it's a town you could do a travel documentary on. It's pretty crazy. Like, you know, it's safer than you think. You know, uh, Nashville, I mean, the the paddle wagons of bachelorette parties, women screaming at the top of their lungs. Uh, quality live music, though. The live music is quality, except I maybe you said this, but how many times can you hear the same seven country songs over and that. over no, and funny. over until you just hate them? You know, um, and. I don't know. I mean, we, we, you know, the wedding was, we were, we were staying at a really nice hotel. Oh my God. The hotel we were staying at, uh, there was, it was also, what hotel? It was the Noel, which is really nice. But Marjorie Taylor Greene was staying there. Who's that? She's the very controversial congresswoman uh. who, you know, sort of like attacks the Parkland shooting victims. Oh shit! Like w- walked after one, being like, "Why are you lying?" And oh Jesus, you know, why are you, you gun control? She's very Republican. She's a got it. massive, you know, Trump supporter, and so she I was there. And there were people that were coming up to her and being like, "Huge fan, taking oh, yeah. pictures," and she was very happy. And I just wanted to go up to her and be like, "I don't know." But it would it would fly so in the face of this conversation we had about public. Oh, about Tucker persons. Carlson. Like yeah, I can't right. do that based on my stance. Right, 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 right. But I don't know. I I didn't like her. Mm. I didn't like her. And for the record, I wouldn't have liked someone from the opposite side of the aisle who's that extreme either. So let's just keep that in mind. But anybody who is that, um, like you know, constantly stirring the pot. And just it's not cute embedding the world and camping people farther and farther in their extreme views i i don't i don't like those people it's not fun yeah. uh Agreed. jim jordan was there i think he's another guy like that um i don't know what they were there for but they whatever they were there <clears throat> um but we you know we go to the wedding um and the wedding you had to cross broadway to get to it oh wow and when we left for the wedding in the big party the big Bus, bus that was taking there how far was it outside of the city or was it in this no cool. it was a mile and a half cool. really lovely thing uh no problem getting there but when the wedding ended and we had to come back to the hotel i'm not kidding you we were six blocks from broadway and to cross broadway at 11 p.m 
the bus was moving 10 feet every 20 minutes. That's crazy. So Sierra and I got out and walked in a suit and a dress across Broadway, which was like picking your way through some refugee camp. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, And we still beat the bus by like 25 minutes. Wow. Dude, it is like that. And even just like getting a cab out of there is crazy too. Yeah. I like it, dude. I think I like Nashville. I, I think if you went again, I don't know that you would. So, okay, maybe, but, but, it's but, gotten but, too big. Okay, fine, fair. But like the, there's other things to do. Like there's, there's cool spots with like good cocktails and like, and the people who live there, I actually remember this one. I went to a wedding there, which actually one of my jokes that I'm doing on the Netflix thing, I happened. At, at this wedding in Tennessee, mm. it was right outside of Nashville. But anyway, so we obviously went to Broadway, whatever. But the people who like live there, these people who live there came and met up with us, and we were going like after the wedding, and they were kind of like acting like they were too cool to be there, and it kind mm. of like killed the vibe a little bit. Mm. Because like if you're there, you, of course you don't go there out there. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I guess maybe for special occasions or whatever. I shouldn't speak for everybody in Nashville, but I went to some like really sick bars, and actually the people who uh, remember the girl whose house I stayed in who like I, st- I accidentally stayed in the master bedroom. She lives in Nashville and her and her boyfriend, uh, we've done like some really fun stuff with them down there and shit. Like there's some good spots. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. If you're in the mood, it's cool. I have to just say though, that super basic bachelor and bachelorette parties, there is no visual that makes me think less of the two genders <laughs> than that. Right. And nothing nothing makes me think less of men and women than seeing a, a group of 12 dudes or 12 ladies on a bachelor or bachelorette party. Right, like women with like the boing like penis helmets. Yeah, or 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 just like some <laughs> bullshit headband with like the veil to signify that they right, are right. the one and then they've had t-shirts made. Yeah. But yeah, the girls yeah. want to look cute and the t-shirts are like crap merch. <laughs> You know, that that doesn't fit, so they've tucked them as tightly into their jean shorts as possible. Because <laughs> they're too big. To make, yeah, because they're boxy, like, chair fun run type yeah, t-shirts, yeah. you know? It's like a 5K shirt. And, uh, and you know, and nobody's really that happy. I, I will say that, like, I think Nashville is the type of place that attracts a bachelorette party of 25 four-year-olds as opposed to 32 year olds and they get married younger down there too. correct but for example i saw the counter to this in um in austin austin has the 25 year old bachelor party guy group all of whom are wearing stupid hawaiian shirts if they haven't torn them off yet yeah they're just like they're they're looking around they don't know what to do nobody can get in you can't get into a restaurant with 12 dudes dude for breakfast you know what i mean like nobody can seat that many morons (laughs) it's just a liability Uh. and uh yeah i mean it's just you look at this and you're like god we, we we there has to be a better way I don't know. I don't know. There's something. So the stuff that you said honestly doesn't like bother me that much. Like I get that it's like fun and funny. And like there's some there's also like some really creative bachelorette and bachelor parties that I've seen too. Totally. And I know you're not talking about that. But the to me, the biggest issue is the behavior. Yeah. 
Like the, they think they own it, the the own the world. They're just so drunk, and it's like, did you need to get that drunk? Like, yeah, is your life that shitty that like this is your only time where you're gonna drink seven years worth of alcohol? Yeah, and like it, dude, it's like crazy. Or even like you'll hear the stories, dude. I've heard about some fucked up bachelor parties too, where I'm like, you did that? <laughs> like what? Like how are you? A- <laughs> I don't know too much about those. Just just like stories of bachelor parties where there was like dozens of hookers really dozens of hookers and no drugs way. and like the father of the groom and like what yeah, dude dude like dark shit what? and i'm like why like is that how that's supposed to work you're allowed to just do it all i mean that's it's out of, so like, stupid Wolf of wall street yeah I, yeah no like i i'm not exaggerating all the things that i just listed were present at a specific one that i'm thinking that of. you went to i didn't go to it no but i i was told about it in specific detail from a very from a very reliable source got it who who attended wow. uh so anyway i was like that happens and yeah. apparently it does dude interesting i'm I'm blessed to not be among people who gravitate towards that level of debauchery <laughs> francis when you're doing all your pool hopping i bet that <laughs> those bird dogs really come in handy dude they do man that is the what a relief to look to find yourself Standing on the edge of a pool and look down and realize you're wearing bird dogs, so you don't have to go in naked. Dude, it's amazing, especially that like the that like khaki colored one. Mm-hmm. They literally fully pass as like church shorts. Hundred percent. You allowed to wear shorts? To you church? can wear those shorts to church. Sure. <laughs> Is there a rule about that? I don't know if I would do it. You know, with your girlfriend's sort of pastor father, <laughs> you might say, "Where's the rest of that guy's pants?" <laughs> the whole blazer and shorts look. Yeah. Put some pants on that man. Exactly. But, but that fortunately, bird dogs has you covered there too. They've got great pants. They are so well fitting. They've got the built-in underwear liner. Makes everything super comfortable. You don't have to wear underpants anymore. Bird Dogs has got you covered. They move with you. They don't bunch. They're fantastic. They're super comfortable and cool. Mm-hmm. Really refreshing. Yeah. So go to Bird Dogs right now. Use promo code BANANA. BANANA. You are going to get a lovely portable drinking water sort of bottle slash flask. Uh, sort of like a traveling coffee cup that's uh is that inspired by you because they know how much you love those it might have been i don't know if i'm going to take full credit for it but i'll take half credit it's a for special it. baby yeah so birddogs.com promo code banana gets you one of those with your first order go there today get yourself decked out for spring and summer having said that the flight home mm-hmm. so we flew southwest to nash the flights were insanely expensive it's been expensive. Well, the it and also these these blowing up cities. Yeah, the weekend flights. Nashville, are Austin, have priced in the desirability of mm. their cities to the flight prices mm. because you can fly farther in the United States for far. Much Seattle less. is way less expensive than it was to fly to Nashville, which is only a two and a half hour flight. I so wonder it's why that not is. Fu- it's not fuel. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Um, but. We, you know, I found these Southwest flights. I'd never flown Southwest before. Before, have you flown Southwest? I, th- I think I've flown it one time. It's general admission boarding. You can sit wherever you want, right? Well, that's a nice way to put it. <laughs> that's the that's the sugar coated yeah, way like to you put just it. Eat peanuts and throw the shells. It's on more the floor. like find a seat and survive. <laughs> Sorry, hill dog. Yeah, Dude, that's hilarious. It's it's do your best to get on the plane. 
<laughs> it's it's people trying to get out of Israel in World War Z. Oh my god, that's what it is. <laughs> oh my god, do find you know find a way to survive. Yeah, yeah, I found like Southwest seems to be really popular along routes that like the ocean is never involved. Like, yeah, people I know from like Oklahoma City, Texas, like the South, like people fly Southwest a ton. It's not as bad as some of those discount airlines that you find in Europe, like EasyJet oh, and yeah. Ryanair. SAS. Yeah, it's not as it's not like that. It, there is, it's definitely a little bit more elevated. Um, Frontier is the worst, right? Frontier and Spirit, I think, are the worst. Yeah. Would you is Would you say that I've never flown? I've flown for Frontier one time. I've flown. I believe I've flown. It was a bad experience. Both once, and they they suck. Yeah. Yeah, but 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 at least you know at least on Southwest. The legroom is okay. That's good. Um, you know, you, we got on in New York late because we were enjoying ourselves in the Centurion Lounge. Oh yeah! Wow! Shout out Platty! Shout out the Platty boys! <laughs> uh, and we were we were there, and and so we didn't we didn't even know about the boarding bullshit, and so we got on last, and of course there were like no seats left, so we both got oh. two. I got we got like two middle seats in the oh. emergency exit row. But the Ugh. the people were like, oh, do you guys want to sit together? And oh, someone nice. gave up a middle seat. Someone gave up an aisle seat to me and took my middle seat. Was it fucking Mother Teresa? I dude? know. Jesus. I know. That's wild. I know. Well, this was from New York there or from there to New York? From New York there. Wow. What? Yeah. So we we, I mean, we were sitting in an emergency exit row. So it was- Was it this was JFK? LaGuardia. LaGuardia. Yeah. Um, so that was really nice. And then on the way back, we thought, okay, well, we don't want to run into, even though we had good seats, that won't happen again. So we want to get to the airport a little earlier, and we want to line up as early as we can so we can sit together and make sure we have a decent seat on the way home. But but here's where things get really interesting with Southwest. So they have these, uh, you know, I guess they, they have like these signs in the in the line that say like Group A. 1 through 10, 10 through 20, or like 11 through 20, 21 through 30. And then on the other side, it's group B, you know, 1 through 10, and this is 11 how you through board? 20. And, and, yeah, and we were group B or C or something like that, you know. And so we lined up in the C line right towards the front. We weren't even looking at the, the, the numbers that I just mentioned are small. On the signs. Okay. And we were C-15. Okay. And I think Sierra was like C-16. So each person is assigned a number. But but that doesn't actually correlate to where you have to sit. It's it just... doesn't correlate to where you have to sit, but it does correlate to where you line up. Okay. It's like a kindergarten so fire weird. drill. So like, oh, that makes sense. So this way, the, the people with the status get better selection of the seats and stuff. I Yes, I mean, if you're talking about status to a person, that you know, do you know what I mean? Is like first class, yeah, business, and then after that, it's a free for all. Well, after that, I think it. I my guess is that it comes down to yeah, maybe maybe status will give you like a boarding, or uh, it depends on who bought their tickets the earliest. Oh, interesting. Because they they it's assign like the a number bus. to every single person on the on the plane. Okay. Now we didn't we didn't know that right we were we because we'd never flown Southwest so we get into the C line and there's a line behind us and our number is C fifteen but we're in the C one through ten chunk okay 
Okay, so there's a couple people in front of us, but not many. A woman comes up to me, and she goes, <laughs> "This is C, right?" And I was like, "Yeah." And she was like, oh, "Okay, I'm C too." And she steps in front of us, and I was like, "What are you doing?" There's a line, and she goes, "Now nah, we're given a number," and I was like, "Well, no, you're given." C and everyone lines up based on that and she was like what does yours say and i said c15 she goes okay yeah i'm in front of you and i go no you're not (laughs) what are you talking about and she was like that's how it works now this woman this woman was so dry in her personality was she older she was probably my age wow she was uh, very academic looking, sort of bookish. She had these horn room glasses, dark hair, you know, and she was unflappable. And and I go, no, you're not. You clearly like you, you, you line up based on you will be in this line, but you don't you're not in front of us. And she goes, oh, if you don't want me, to, if you're not OK with me being in front of you, that's fine. I'll just get in behind you. And I was like, well, I don't think that's OK with the people behind us. Like, you got to go to the back of the line. She goes. Mm, that's not how it works now did you ask for a person i i started doing francis <laughs> what does that mean i'm like this is something i'm probably gonna talk about on the podcast <laughs> nice and this is a hill upon which i am willing to die <laughs> But I need you to know before I even go any further, I was wrong. Oh, wow. I was dead wrong. Wow. She was 100% right, and I did not know. So then what? Put your tail between your legs? No. I I didn't find out as we are having this conversation. Now, Now, one of the reasons that I was so bolstered in my position was that the woman in front of us was sort of looking back at this conversation and being like, yeah, she's wrong. Wow. So she didn't know either. Okay. And I don't know if what I'm explaining is really making sense. It is. Uh, but people who have flown Southwest frequently will probably understand what I'm talking about. And, you know, it it was just so unclear to me that each person had an individual number. Yeah. As if you were filing, so lining confusing. up alphabetically. Super confusing. Per last name or something. It's that individualized and there's also there's a lot of like quote calling your own lines going on like we need more guidance from the staff correct you know what i mean like we need people to intervene to take us out of situations where we're quarreling with people because of like misconceptions do do you know what it took for me to finally concede my point (laughs) uh no a large muscular handsome black man came in front of us and I was like, oh, uh, are you in C as well, sir? And he was like, yes, I'm C13. What are you? I said C15. And he goes, perfect. Uh, and I was like, aha. <laughs> and he goes, I fly Southwest all the time. Uh, A lot of people don't get this. Wow. And then I turned to the woman and I said, madam, I apologize. You were correct. And she goes, I know. 
Dude, I'm not kidding you. I admire this woman so much because it was like a full it was as if I I was a I was using all the skills I've ever learned from comedy to deal with an unruly audience member. Right. With no no part of me thinking avoid confrontation. Totally. Let this, you know, peter out. Whatever. Because I'm so <laughs> sure that I was right. And I was one hundred percent wrong. And um I almost wanted to shake her hand and say, like, good good yeah, doing battle with you. you. Yeah, <laughs> I was so impressed with her, Dude, um, wow. and <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't know, man. It was a great L for me to take. <laughs> I really needed that L. Dude, it's like a metaphor too of like just women dealing with men in general. Totally, like being right and allowing the man to be like, Rawr! yeah, <laughs> and be yeah. like, all right, whatever, yeah. big shot. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, I felt so foolish and I felt so bad that I, I almost, I felt like I needed to buy her a drink or something. Yeah. I don't know what it was, but I've been there, dude. It's a terrible feeling when you're just so certain, and when it, there's nothing more annoying than somebody who's certain. And who's wrong? Yeah. And when I witness it happening, it bothers me. Uh, even if it's just in a discussion about something, I'm right? Like you don't know what you're talking about. Right. Like, this is me off. So when I do it, it's like scarring for sure. I will it's a good say. Lesson. I will say that in my defense, she was not explaining herself or the process in such a way as to be irrefutable. Right. Which I I think she did have the I know she had the intelligence to do. Mm-hmm. It was almost as if she was fucking with me a little bit. Interesting. As opposed to being like, you have C15. My number is C13. Do you see the numbers on the sign here? They say the, the, right, they're right, giving right, you the right, category, right, right. like the group of the numbers. And then with, why would they do that without wanting people to be lining up individually? I wonder if she knew that more people would come and that you would realize. And then that would just be like her sweet victory. Or if she's just like, I'm not dealing with this shit right now. I'll go behind him. Doesn't matter. I couldn't help but wonder if she had a podcast (laughs) and was just drinking it in so as to tell the story of the dickhead redheaded fuck boy in line was at Southwest who didn't get it. Toxic man. You know, dude, I love it. Uh, So, lady, if you're out there, well played. I (laughs) you certainly took that one. You got uh, it this time. I'm a I apologize for my my stoic stubbornness my my bullshit attitude i you know you were right i'll see you in line toots yeah that's it (laughs) that's it um i think that's good bro that's a good spot yeah let's let's run it out guys um julio just send him warm wishes for the weekend although i think when this airs we'll already have he'll already have done it but just tell him he did a great job (laughs) we're all thinking of him uh supporting him uh anything else fun coming up um, yeah, I have a bunch of stuff come new stuff added this summer uh that I'm locking in and that I'm excited to. But I'm coming to a bunch of places that you guys have been DMing me about, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh Francis, what do you got going on? Yep. I got Seattle this weekend. I hope to see some of you there. Laugh or laughs Seattle. Uh I'm also in Boston, May nineteenth to the twenty first. Big weekend. Laugh Boston. Tickets for both of those weekends are available at FrancisEllis.com. We love you. Thank you. And we'll see you soon.